Thank you, Pastor Ketty, for your leadership, leading us in that prayer. We are continuing in our sermon series, uh, New Year, Same Mission. This week, we focus on the word in our mission statement, community. And our mission here at Pinehurst United Methodist Church is to cultivate more disciples and deeper disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of our community and the world. Again, today, community. We're going to Acts chapter 2, verses 37 through 47. This is a moment right after uh, the Holy Spirit has come upon the believers who are gathered there together, and then Peter stands up and preaches. This is what follows. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and to the other apostles, brothers, what should we do? Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, so that your sins may be forgiven, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, for the promise is for you, for your children, and for all who are far away, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to him. And he testified with many other arguments and exhorted them, saying, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. So those who welcomed his message were baptized. And that day, about 3,000 persons were added. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship and to the breaking of bread and prayers. All came upon everyone because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together. and They had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? God, we thank you for your holy scriptures that give us a glimpse of what your early church was like. We pray, God, that we receive the same spirit that they had and that we be motivated to be together as they were so that the good news can continue to be heard in all places, starting with our own ears. May your preacher be nothing more than just a vessel, an instrument of your grace. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. There once was a man who asked God to show him the difference between heaven and hell. And so God obliged. God took the man and, and showed him this room. And there in the middle of the room, there sat a large pot of vegetable stew. And the stew, the aroma of the stew was so good that it, it made the man's mouth water. 
And sitting there around this, this big pot of stew, there were a, a group of individuals who were sitting around in a, in a circle. And in their hands, they all held these long-handled spoons. But the mood in the room was, was rather dire. There was a lot of misery in there. The individuals sitting around the pot were famished. They were starved. You see, because the long-handled spoons, the handle on those things were, were longer than their arms. And so they could easily access the stew, but they, they couldn't get it back into their mouths. So it was just this, this constant dipping the spoons in and then failing to get the stew into their mouth. And God said, this is hell. So then God takes the man and shows him another room. And this room is set up just like the first room. Big pot of delicious stew in the middle, people sitting around it, equipped with these long handled spoons. But in this room, the mood was, was joyful. There was glee, there was, there was peace. Everybody seemed to be happy. There was no hunger in this room. Because you see, in this room, the people used their long-handled spoons to feed one another. They would take the long-handled spoons and dip it into the stew and feed one another. And God said, this is heaven. You see, God said, those who are only preoccupied to feed themselves are bound to hell. However, those who embrace mutuality and the feeding of each other, they experience heaven. In the past 100 years, this notion has crept into our culture that promotes the idea of what we call hyper-individualism. The number one concern we are led to believe is making sure that I can feed me. We as a society have been led to believe that there can be such a thing as a self-made man or a self-made woman. We have been told that we can thrive in life without the presence of a community. We have been told that I don't need you and you don't need me to succeed. And these are lies. These are flat out lies. As one who spends a fair amount of time reading on and, and studying on and thinking on such things, I can say with a great deal of certainty that the majority of the problems that we face as a society are born out of the fact that our communities have disintegrated. 
the vast majority of problems that we face are due to the disintegration of community. You see, human beings have never thrived apart from a community, a community that makes space for one to support another and then another to support another. And it's only in recent histories that that, uh, humans have actually tried to thrive without such mutuality, and it is an experiment that has gone awry. The hyper-individualism that has led to this me-first mindset that many live by has led to a bunch of people walking around with long-handled spoons, dipping them into troughs of abundant goodness, and yet finding themselves unsatisfied. Starving. From our scripture today, we see that the folks in the early church they were not unsatisfied or starving. And the reason being is because they were together. They had a strong sense of community. You know, when we think about Acts chapter 2, the thing that rightly comes to mind first is what happens at Pentecost. There's the rush of a violent wind. There's divided tongues of fire. There are people speaking in different languages and all have understanding. There is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. But what we sometimes forget in thinking about Acts 2 is that there are things that happen after that that are just as important. Peter preaches. People are converted, thousands of them. And upon their conversion, they join the community. And it is within the community, Acts tells us, that they stayed together day in and day out. They held things in common. They had a reliance upon one another. There was mutuality, common care, common concern. It was about the us of the church, not the me. They were together in the temple on a regular basis. They broke bread together. And if somebody had a need in the community, they joined in together and they met that need at any cost. They fed each other. And because of that strong sense of community, the early church was able to grow and grow and grow. The Holy Spirit falls upon the church. And what happens next is that they are all linked together, knit together in a community that continues to throw out more and more lines, linking more and more people into the beautiful tapestry that is the body of Christ. And it is good for the individuals, and it is good for the community, this this knitting together. Because the individual cannot thrive apart from the community, and the community is at best when each individual is woven in. Friends, the human soul, talking about our souls, the human soul longs for community. Longs for it. Even those of us who are wired to be the most introverted of the introverts, there's still something inside of our soul that longs for connection that can only be found in a community. It's a matter of our soul. And it's not just about being a part of something. It's about belonging. 
the church throughout the ages, when it is at its best, has always sought to be a community of belonging. And one of the best things about the community that is woven together here is that we have always prioritized being a community of belonging. And it has done us good here. It has done us good as as individuals and has done us good as a community because here we are a group with the diverse opinions and ideas. Boy, let me tell you, we have diverse opinions and ideas. But we refuse to be defined by our differences in this community. We refuse to be defined by difference. We are made up of Republicans and Democrats, Northerners, Midwesterners, Southerners, locals, migrants, veterans, active duty military, retirees, working folk. We come from a broad spectrum of socioeconomic and ethnic and cultural experiences. And as an Acts 2 church, full of the Holy Spirit, God has taken all of our difference and knit us together into a beautiful tapestry of a church that can do something like raise over $24,000 for the transformation of our community through chocolate. Our true identity is not found in, in how we vote or what cable news outlet we prefer, or even where we were born. Our true identity is found in our being the born-again people of God and our uniqueness within a community. In post-apartheid South Africa, a phrase came into popularity that emphasizes the link between the individual and the community and so I want to teach you that word today. The word is Ubuntu, U-B-U-N-T-U. Now we're going to say it all together, Ubuntu. Say it one more time. There you go. Ubuntu, I am because you are. I am because you are. Humans are not meant to exist in isolation. The human soul is dependent upon community and caring. I am because you are. Ubuntu. We cannot be without each other. Pay attention to the, to the messages that we hear in society through TV and internet and various other outlets. You'll see that society doesn't give us such messages very often. But Scripture does. Scripture gives us such messages not only in Acts 2, but throughout the entire book. 
our experience affirms Ubuntu. And then a climate that, to say the least, seems to be quite divided. We need reminding often. I am because you are. And although we cannot see the connections that exist between ourselves and all other people and things that are, those connections are nevertheless present. All that is, is interdependent upon all else that is. We hold all things in common. So friends, whether or not you are a part of the interdependence is not up to you. What you choose to do with your long-handled spoon is up to you. Just know, so long as you keep coming here, just like the early church, we're going to keep feeding you. That's a promise. Let us pray. God, we thank you that you have woven us together into this beautiful tapestry that is your body. We pray, God, that we live more and more into our identity as the born-again people of God and our uniqueness within a community. We pray, God, that we see more clearly the connections that exist between us and all things that are. We thank you for the connectedness, even when we don't see it. We thank you for Jesus Christ. It is in his name that we pray, and all God's people say,